Hello everyone. My name is John and welcome to episode 10 of the Tech Leader Pro podcast. Today I'm going to discuss with you what you should do when somebody quits your team, which is an inevitable part of managing people. Before we begin, I would like to briefly mention our sponsor, 5.today, which is the ideal product to help busy tech leaders to manage their days. 5.today is a highly secure personal productivity application designed to help you to manage your priorities more effectively by focusing on your five most important tasks that you need to achieve each day. Our goal is to help you to keep track of all of your tasks, notes and journals in one beautifully simple place, which is highly secure via end-to-end encryption. Visit the URL 5.today to sign up today for free. And now let's get to our main topic without further interruption. As a leader, at some point in your career, somebody will quit on you. This is inevitable, so you need to be ready to handle that process. The first time this happens, you may be upset. You may even be shocked. This is normal. Over time, you will come to realize that people quit for many different reasons, as people are complex. Some of it may be your fault, and there are lessons here for you to learn from, but many of the reasons why people quit will be factors outside of your control. As a Stoic, I will always advocate the acceptance of those factors that you cannot control. However, that does not mean that you should not have a process in place in order to limit the impact on the remainder of your team. In this episode, I will firstly look at some of the reasons why someone quits, the processes you should have in place for handling somebody quitting, succession management, retention, and finally, and most importantly, why you as a leader must remain positive throughout. So let's begin by looking at why people quit. There's an old adage that people leave their managers, not their roles. Sometimes that is true, and when somebody leaves your team, it is an opportunity to reflect on your approach to managing that team member, in case you've done something wrong that you can learn from. Naturally, when somebody says they want to leave, you need to speak with them immediately. Firstly, if they are a great team member, you need to try to convince them to stay. If it becomes clear that they are determined to leave, then you need to see why. There are many reasons why somebody decides to leave a role. Some examples include, they are not happy with you, their manager, and they want to leave you. Try not to take this personally, it happens. They no longer believe in the company or division. They are bored. They are having issues with other members of the team and they want to get away from them. They were passed over for promotion. Or finally, they got a better offer from somebody else. Actually, in my experience in the software industry, that is the most common reason. Whatever the reason, you need to understand why this person decided to leave, in case there is something you can learn from in order to prevent others following them out the door. So let's talk about the processes for handling somebody quitting. The first thing you do when somebody announces they are quitting is to talk to them. During that conversation, if it becomes clear that they are determined to leave and you cannot change their mind, you must lead the conversation to what happens next. Firstly, you need to agree a finish date. In terms of remaining on friendly terms, you should allow the person to leave early if they choose to do so. For example, if they have remaining annual leave days that they want to consume. The reality is, the person has already left mentally once they announce their resignation officially. So there is no point in trying to drag things out on your side. Once that date is agreed upon with both parties, and it is in line with the employment contract, then you should ask the person to email your HR team that finished date in order to make it official and to enable them to prepare final payroll and so forth. 
You will also need to announce to the rest of the team that the person is leaving. Give plainly the reasons for that decision, without going into any personal details of course. It is best to be open here, in order to stay ahead of any rumours that might spread. Once it's official, let everybody know right away. Next up, you need to agree a handover plan. The handover should be the primary activity of the person during their remaining time in your team, as there is no point in them continuing to work on projects. Instead, they should transfer any knowledge they have on those projects to the remaining teammates via written documentation, giving demonstrations of the features they worked on, walking people through the code they worked on, recording videos explaining what they worked on, etc. Put simply, the handover is critical and needs to happen smoothly before the person leaves, as afterwards it is too late. Next up, let's talk about succession management. As a leader, you need to look around your team periodically and ask yourself two important questions. Firstly, who are your most critical team members? Namely, those people who will hurt your team the most when they quit. Secondly, for each of those people, do you have a backup plan in place? Namely, someone who has the same set of skills and knowledge that could step in and take over if one of your critical people quit. If the answer to the second question is no, then you need to start thinking about successor management. Engineers can think about this in terms of redundancy or failover, where you ensure that you have at least two copies of mission-critical systems. You can think the same way about people. You need to have at least two people to cover each critical function in your team, not only in case of one of them quitting, but even for more mundane situations like vacations or illness. The challenges with experts in your team with deep product knowledge is getting them to train their successor without making it obvious. As a leader, you, need, you never want to communicate your anxiety to an individual that you are worried that they might quit, but at the same time, you need to have cover in place in case they do. It's a delicate balance. In my experience, the best way to approach your experts is to tell them that you want them to train teammates in order to remove the burden on them, so that others within the team can cover for them when they go on vacation, for example. It's better to focus the conversation on the mundane situations, not the bad situations where they quit for good. Fundamentally, you do not want to be in an exposed situation where an irreplaceable expert leaves your team at short notice and you have zero successors in place. That can really set back the rest of your team and your project deliveries. It is your job as a leader to ensure that you always have a, a plan B in place well ahead of time. Now let's talk about retention. Naturally, if we are going to talk about people quitting, we should also talk about retention, as prevention is better than cure. Just as the reasons why people quit are varied, the reasons why others stay is also varied. In my experience, people stay in a company that they are emotionally invested in. They stay because they love the product, the people, or the overall company culture, and they have a strong sense of belonging to something great. If the company fails, they feel that they are failing with it, and it hurts them deeply, so they do not want that to happen. People who are invested in the success of the company tend to stay longer, and rarely leave due to money. For them, it's personal. You should give these people as much ownership as possible. People in the software industry have many options, and are rarely unemployed. I have had people in my teams in the past leave because they were offered 20% more money to work elsewhere so they simply follow the money. 
It's a bit mercenary, but you know, I'm perfectly fine with this. We all have bills to pay and mouths to feed. For such a person, the level of emotional investment in the company is not the same. For them it's simply a transaction of their time and expertise for money. So retaining such people is usually a negotiation around money. For these mercenaries, you need to be wary of successor management. Another big aspect affecting retention is you, the leader. If you're good at your job, people will stay because they enjoy working with you. They may see you as a mentor that they can learn from, or simply someone who they enjoy spending time with. I've had teammates work with me in multiple companies in the past, and even follow me to different companies. This is very satisfying for a leader, when trust is that high that they value the relationship with you more highly than the company you both work for. Fundamentally, there is only so much you can do with regards to retention. You can do all the basics like regular salary reviews and one-to-one check-in meetings, but the reality is when somebody decides to leave, it's just a matter of time before they move on. We must remain positive throughout. When somebody decides to move on, the number one rule is that you must remain positive in your dealings with them. It is never personal. It is business. Depending on the cultural norms in your country, you can do some of the following. Have a team lunch for the person leaving, have a team dinner, buy drinks for the team, buy them a going away present, a card, a cake, whatever it takes. At such social gatherings, use the opportunity to publicly praise the person who is leaving and thank them for their hard work while they were in your team. Highlight specific examples of features or projects they worked on to prove to them and to the rest of the team that you really do play close attention to their contributions. Show everyone that their work is really valued. Finally, remember that person who is leaving will now act as an ambassador for your company and more importantly for you as a leader with each new company they work with from that point forward. It is better to have them leaving happy and saying nice things about you than badmounting you in the wider industry. Offer them a great reference to help with that good feeling and make sure it blossoms. Aim to keep it friendly or at the very least, keep it civil. So let's recap what we've covered today. People will quit your teams eventually. This is a normal part of being a manager. You need to be ready for this and have a process in place to handle it. Some of it may be your fault, so you need to be honest with yourself about this. If somebody quits because of you, there are lessons you can learn from that. Many times, however, people quit due to factors outside of your control. So you just have to accept that it happens now and again. If they are a great team member, you should talk with them immediately and see if there's anything you can do to convince them to stay. If they are determined to leave, however, then you need to understand why they want to go. Typically, there are a number of factors that fall into two broad categories. The first being push factors, things that they are not happy about in their current role that are pushing them out emotionally. The second are pull factors, Things that are appealing to them about the new role that they have accepted elsewhere that are pulling them out of your organization. Once the person quitting has formalized their resignation and a finished date has been agreed, you should remove that person from active projects and instead ask them to spend their remaining time on knowledge transfers, documentation and other handover related tasks. Successor management relates to the process of preemptively ensuring that you have some redundancy in your team for key people in case one of them quits in the future. 
you should aim to have at least two people covering each critical role. Another aspect that you need to look at is retention, namely building a culture in your teams that people are likely to enjoy enough to want to stay. In general, people will stay in a team where they are highly invested and you as a leader need to encourage that investment as much as you can. Finally, first and foremost, you must remain positive throughout the process. You want the person leaving to do so on positive terms by wishing them well and offering them a reference. It is nothing personal and does not have to be awkward in any way. Keep it friendly. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I look forward to covering the next topic in the series with you soon. In the interim, if you want to follow me online, you can find my blog at techleader.pro or follow me on Twitter at techleaderpro. Thanks for your time, take care and have a great week.